Hey, good people in podcast land. Welcome to Convene, a conversation series dedicated to connecting the creative community in Toronto. I'm your host, Chris Penrose, and this 16-part series is about the music ecosystem between Montreal and Toronto. This edition of Convene is supported by Factor Canada. On this episode, I speak with Montreal-born and raised photographer Nasca Domini. He began his career as a web designer in his hometown, but always had a passion for photography and visual storytelling. In 2013, Nasca Domini decided to change his career path to focus strictly on portrait and people photography. He's created an impact and built community through his lens. Just to, to begin, my first question to you is, what is your role in relation to the music industry in your city and a little bit about what you do? Okay. Um, I would say that my role in the city in terms of the music industry um, is kind of like to... It, it's, it's more about... Uh, as a photo- I'm a photographer to begin with, so I think my role in the city is to help tell uh, stories of local artists as best as I can through photography. And whenever there's a new or up-and-coming artist uh, in the city, I often try to have them come to the studio or anything that comes across my radar, I try to have them come to the studio and try to spend some time with them and maybe get some pictures done. Because I think it's important that we have all this documented for the future when you're thinking about what's the landscape's going to look like 20 years from now i think uh a a lot of a lot of that has to be visual uh and i think it's my job to kind of work with as many artists as possible and either get them in the beginning of the career uh in the height of the career or whenever i can get them and just spend that time and, and document them for uh for future and archival purposes it's really important. I actually went to um, an exhibit that was at the M- Michael Gallery in Ontario, and it was focused on '90s hip hop and '80s hip hop, right. like within Toronto. I had some right. other Canadian content, but really Toronto focused. And it's like listening to the music and growing up in it at that time. You know, you can you can take it for granted, but decades later you know what was left right it's like right these photos um and it had me thinking as much as the images that were there were really amazing and really powerful it also had me thinking a lot of like what was missing you know um right both in front of the camera but also behind the camera because i started looking a little bit more into who the photographers were and um, right you know like there there did seem to be some people that were great photographers, but not really a part of hip hop in Toronto. Right. Um, and that's also, uh, to add to your point is, um, when you can look back at archival photos to see who the bands were, the artists, etc., uh, knowing who the photographer, was, photographer is or was, it's important to kind of see who was around that time and what else they may have or unseen images you may have. Uh, you know, like yesterday, we had the passing of uh, Shock G in Digital Underground, which was all over uh, social media. And you're kind of like, okay, uh, now it's going to be a scramble to find 
every single thing he has ever done uh, behind the scenes, you know, music or, you know, people are going to start scrambling to find as much content as possible to like, you know, celebrate him. And I feel like uh, we take that for granted. Uh, you're seeing replayed footage of, you know, performances of the Apollo that are all, you know, grainy, not remastered, nothing. And you're just kind of like hoping to get a glimpse of it. So I feel like since success leaves clues and we're in a point in time in our lives where, you know, the, the camera is ready available, whether it be in your smartphone or, or, uh, or, or digital camera, SLR or whatever, there's so much uh, thinking that we can actually put um, forth and say, let us capture this with intent and purpose, because we know that it's going to be a struggle to figure this all out 20, 30 years from now. And even if it's an artist who may not be, uh, let's say, popping right now, it's still important to document it. Or even as artists themselves, they should document themselves and kind of start creating the documentary style content in order to have something to look back on 10, 15, 20, 30 years from now. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and seeing that um, exhibit, as I was mentioning, did also have me thinking a little bit about, you know, how is what is being documented now um, right. going to be presented in, in, you know, 20, 30 years from now. Um, I think there's a lot of capturing, um, but there isn't always a lot of storytelling or archiving connected right. to the, the documentation. And I think that that's one of the interesting things too, right? going back to, you know, both um, hip hop in Montreal and in Toronto and those really like formative times of the 90s, early 2000s in terms of setting the template for what we're hearing now is like, you know, what a lot of people might have stuff, but it's like in their basement or the garage or uh, they don't even know they have it anymore or it might be on right. some like, hard drive that is like mixed with a whole bunch of other things right so will those things ever be uh brought to the lead day again either too is a question and that's what makes social media so great right because you have the opportunity i mean listen instagram can go down five years from now anything can happen but what i'm saying is the fact that a lot of artists who don't delete uh or don't refresh their feed every year or every six months or every time there's a new product dropping um the doc that that their content is living uh, on their feed and hopefully 20 years from now, we can go back to it and be like, oh, wow, look what so-and-so artist was up to, you know, back in the 2000s and 20s or whatever, you know? So I think, like, um, to avoid the, the the basement, oh, yeah, flood came and took away all my negatives, you know, scenarios that we hear about all the time. Uh, and also people who were around uh, artists early on in the career, uh, they may not even see the importance uh, of even keeping some of the stuff because it's like, oh, some local cats and then you realize that this person ends up being, you know, a Drake or whatever. And you're like, oh shit, let me go, let me go try and find uh, this, 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 these photos I took or these videos that I captured. So I think, I think creators today or photographers today, if they do it with intent as, as, as uh, in back of their mind that they're trying to archive this on purpose, I think we would have a lot more of uh, things to look at for the next generation. I, and I think I think that's where we're at in this space now too. I think people are 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 documenting with intent, whereas not just uh, I, I watched it. I watched the um, the Esteban Oriol um, doc on Netflix, um, along with um, 
don't remember. Yeah, Esteban, uh, the, the photographer. And during his time being around, you know, Cypress Hill and different artists like that, where, you know, he was the only guy with the camera. <laughs> so they yeah, kind that of, was such a good he, documentary. Yeah, they just had him with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was just like, I'm here. You know, like it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't with intent. Maybe I, I won't, I won't speak for him saying it wasn't intentional, but meaning he was just, you know, shooting. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that that work became, you know, covers, single covers, uh, magazine covers, et cetera, et cetera. But it wasn't like, okay, let's hire a photographer to document, you know, our trajectory uh, in the nineties to now and, and, and have it for archive. It was just really like, okay, you have a camera. Okay. Come with us. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think, yeah, and he's playing today, a whole bunch of roles, but he happens to have the camera as well. And exactly, because so of, to, but today, that trusted I, access was big too, right? Exactly. So I think today artists are are cognizant of that, and they give access to certain people uh, that they feel comfortable with to allow them to document, you know, things with intent. Amazing. Well, I'm happy we could talk about um, music and incorporate your perspective as a photographer into it, because as as we're discussing, it is actually really important um part of it and i think one of the you know the things that continually whether it was a magazine age or social media age endears people to the artists that they really come to love and support and and as fans really like create that opportunity for people to have a career is is images right like you yeah i think i think i think i I think it's the sixth element of of hip-hop to be honest i think it's a sixth the sixth element of like, like none, 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 none of this happened if, if it wasn't recorded, right? So besides the music, you need to have that visual aspect. You know, our, our infatuation or our, not infatuation, our love affair with, with the music industry is not just the music, but it was, it was what, it's how it stimulated us from the visuals we saw, you know, running home, you know, every day from school, trying to catch Rap City uh, or any of the video shows to see what people were wearing or to see, you know what I mean? That all mm. played a huge influence in how we approached our own lives uh you know i i think i think it was uh i want to say the break but the the break in at least for me anyway the break in not knowing what an artist looks like uh or just knowing what they sound like was with the weekend right when 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 you heard this music on on tumblr back in the day you didn't know what this guy looked like who he was or anything you just heard the music you're like this guy's super dope, but who is he? You had no idea. And he wasn't doing interviews. He wasn't doing that. So there was a part of that. He created a mystery, but it was also a part that was missing uh, yeah. for the fans and people that were like, oh, I'm into this. So I like really Ghostface think that. did that too. But it's funny example of The weekend because he, though that could, that was his start. He's actually, right. his uh, relationship to visuals is like, like next, Mind next level. Next level. You know, like, exactly. Yeah, he's like making um films for videos like truly people right. some some people call a music video a film it isn't always but um right like he's making films and just the photography and, and storytelling and and the mood he creates around the music or he and his team create around but even ghostface ghostface said he had wished that he had kept his mask on a bit longer because it got revealed like shortly after right and yeah. i think i, I think that might have been a conscious effort too because at the end of the day as, as fans we need to connect with the artists and that connection uh may start with lyrics uh may start with the way they put words together and then going forward it's about okay what what's their style like what do they look like uh you know can i can i relate to them and 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 you know the social media just kind of like open that all up to us like even more like because before you know we had to go behind the magazine 
and, and see, okay, what party pictures can we catch our favorite artists in? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And for Canadian music, it was even harder because we didn't get a lot of, a lot of, uh, displays from our artists so either being interviewed you know on on much musical or video fact or whatnot and that was the only time you get to kind of see what canadian artists look like until they drop the video yeah yeah i think or unless you're in the city and you get to be you get you get to go to the clubs and see them right well yeah exactly i mean i think if you are in the city you see that and then I, yeah in, in toronto there, there was a pretty good um print culture you know right mic check word magazine Peace, Peace magazine, magazine, yeah. Uh, Pound, Rice, um, it's your time, To, uh, and definitely leaving some publications out. But you know, you 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 did get a pretty good chance, and there was a lot of like American artists in those as well. But there was really right the the cornerstone of them you know, was right. the, the local artists and Toronto artists and and sometimes other Canadian artists. But um, and that was super important, right? Those, yeah. those are super important. So that's that's exactly what. The, the visual aspect of of uh, of the music industry comes into play. It's like you need to have um, images and videos that that are not just about the art, but about the artist itself, like mm-hmm. themselves. For the conversation about Montreal and Toronto, and I think you know, just part of the genesis of this original project that we're doing now is conversations I've had with you, um, and it's uh, you know you talking about um your relationship in terms of like what you creating in montreal um but some of the connections that were just naturally felt between what was happening in toronto um right and, and that you know your 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 stories about that was one of the reference points but if, i wonder if you could tell me what you like how would you describe the relationship currently between the music communities of montreal and toronto from your perspective um, I think I think there's a lot of artists in Montreal. Uh, I, I think I think since, since Toronto had such huge success uh, with their once local artists, I think uh, it's like a beacon for Montreal artists to aspire to want to either be in Toronto, move to Toronto, and get more access in Toronto. So I think the relationship is kind of like. Uh, a big brother, little brother scenario, uh, where uh, artists feel that they've, out, I mean, some artists feel that they've outgrown uh, their time in the city. So Toronto is the the closest thing to uh, being in a, a music industry, because Montreal has an industry, but our industry is often divided uh, based on the the Anglo and Franco. Uh, situation in Montreal and Quebec specifically, right? So because we have the the two languages, um, a lot of Anglo artists, uh, some Anglo artists have a hard time uh, breaking out as much as the French artists. So Toronto is kind of like, you know, the 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 beacon of light or, or of hope that they can kind of aspire to be or go to to kind of help grow their fan base in, in the Anglo community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because in in one sense, Quebec really does have this kind of self-sufficient music industry and but very much focused on like Francophone music and like Quebecois culture um, and it's supported through grants and great patronage from audiences and media coverage in the province. But, um, you know, the 
the Anglo artists definitely um, are not as supported in that infrastructure, it seems. Right. Yeah. Um, I agree. What is your experience um, of the music industry in Toronto? Because I know you've you've, um, talked a little bit about the role you play in terms of documenting artists um, in, in your city, but what is your relationship to the industry in Toronto? Um, I, listen, I, I know, I know, I know some of the artists from Toronto. I've worked with a few artists from Toronto as well, uh, in terms of capturing uh, photos or, or portraits of them. But I'm not as uh, connected in Toronto that I would obviously like to be. I need to spend more time there. I would say if I wanted to, like you know, grow relationships. Uh, but I think I have a lot. I have so much going on in Montreal uh, that it's hard to always be in the city. But well, I think with your space too, with the space, be like the opportunity for artists from this city of Toronto exactly to, to connect in Montreal like that. That's an amazing uh, connecting point. Yeah, exactly. So whenever, like you know, if people if people from Toronto uh, are in the city or in Montreal, you know, um, if I have a link with them, we often we often have them come to the studio and just to you know chat or um, get some pictures done and just kind of kind of keep that bridge open because i know that um the important part of being the connectors is, is being able to connect to people outside of your uh your network and and i want to be networking outside of your city so it's always great that whenever there's an opportunity to like link or connect with with toronto artists and just and just keep keeping that bridge open because i, I think it's an important uh route between the two cities and i think a lot more can come of that relationship well, um, you, sorry, go on. I didn't mean go ahead. Me. No, go ahead. No, go well, ahead. You're talking about a bridge, and and um, there is a connection between the two cities. Of course. I wonder. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about what you think is creating that connection. Um, I, I think I think I think the connection had has always been there, even since like you know the '90s. But I think it's more important even now because social media. Uh, allows the world to be a smaller place and you get to open up markets and i think that what's creating the connection is uh like-mindedness uh, uh the vibe overall like people people that leave toronto come to montreal they, they say the city is so vibrant and they see that it's different in toronto and vice versa like there's a different energy so i think it's like it's almost like a natural progression that we're we're literally you know a five-hour drive or an hour or 45 minute flight and the world can change drastically from just visiting another place for that inspiration and that 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 je ne sais quoi of of oh man I'm in a new city you know uh, and the energy that Toronto has built over the years because again Montreal unfortunately has not had uh, the type of success that Toronto has had so it's 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 important that Montrealers try to feed off of that energy and that that magic that was created in your city you know it it, it does feel though that like there's montreal's on the cusp of something like i think um the sound and the more you know there's there's not the music's not getting the platform i think it deserves but when you really right. do start to dive into the sounds that are coming out of montreal it's it's incredible like it's it's so really about um, getting a platform because the the music is 
is primed to have you know a global audience yeah the the, the, the talent is here now uh, i think i think montrealers got a lot more comfortable in creating their own sound instead of chasing what was already happening and i know mm -hmm. toronto suffered from that too earlier on you know i think i think we all did because obviously with the birth of music and hip-hop and all that other stuff you know stateside we were always trying to find uh something that fit that would fit the 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 american ear let's just say mm -hmm. and i think i think and i don't know when that i can't pinpoint i can't put my finger on when it happened but what i would say is that we got a lot more comfortable in saying you know what let's just do our own thing and kind of let the world come to us mm -hmm. and i think I, I think i think chicago was um a place that did that really well you know i think i think i think when 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 the generation of like the chief keeps those guys came out they weren't trying to chase what everyone else was doing they created their own sound and it was funny because new york started chasing that sound right yeah and we all saw how music shifted and we're kind of like wait a minute you don't have to rap or sound or put on an accent like you're from the states to be respected or viewed as a good artist if you're from Montreal. You know, even we even have artists here that that have a French accent when they do English rap and it's our sound. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. cool. It's not it's not like oh no, it's this is never going to we don't what, what I'm saying is the internet has made the world so much smaller and platforms like, you know, uh even uploading your own music to like Apple or Spotify or or SoundCloud has made it that you don't have to rely on radio play and things like that to create a fan base. So um, our, our our sound is only missing a platform now. And when I mean a platform, it's missing um, distribution to be heard, like you would hear Chief Key for the first time and be like, yo, what is this? What mm -hmm. sounds like this? Who is this? And then you wanna, you wanna inquire more. So the more and more and more we grow, um, the, the the more platforms would open up to us and we were to do we'll be able to do you know a great thing you know there's 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 a there's a producer from montreal um uh west craven um and he's doing beats for you know ransom in in new york and he's doing some beats for like the griselda side and he's doing like very like soulful beats but he's a montrealer he's a quebec he's a big quebecois montrealer uh creating sounds that fit you know the palette of you know legendary MCs and artists like Ransom and 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 Griselda Crew and all these other guys. You're kind of like, wow, that's that's interesting, and it's amazing that you know these guys will come to a Montrealer to get that kind of like grimy, soulful esque beats from Montrealer. You know what I mean? So we need we just need platforms, is what I'm saying. We need we need more platforms, yeah. um, and we also need to stand in our own light because I feel like when people think about when the outsiders think of Canada as a, as, as, as a music place, they only think about, they only reference Toronto because yeah. obviously you have, you have one of the biggest, you have three of the big artists coming from Ontario, right? You have Bieber, Drake, and The Weeknd. So people don't think that there's talent anywhere else. So they go straight to Toronto to find the next Drake or the next Bieber or the next, but no, Montreal and other provinces too have, and, and cities have, you know, talent to offer. But we just we just need to get that 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 like you said platform to 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 push the music to, to further. Well, and I think part one factor in that can be the connection between um, the cities, cities as well. You know, because 
that that is a part of I mean part of the reality in Toronto is that you know there is a concentration of the Canadian industry media industry right. and music industry that physically exists in Toronto um, and so the the access to and the in the level of awareness in relationship to the that industry infrastructure and that media infrastructure is just yeah there, and, but... the, and the... sorry go ahead no no jump in no, I was going to say yeah and, and and yeah and if and if and if the Toronto artists are 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 um co-signing or 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 mentioning uh Montrealers or Montreal at, or Montreal artists as well. I think it would help shine the light. Like, hey, no, there's more talented people here too. You know what I mean? And yeah. sorry, I made a mistake before. I said Wes Craven. I, me I meant to say Nicholas Craven. I was thinking of the, the director, but his name is Nicholas Craven. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not Wes Craven. Um, that does the beats for those guys. But yeah, so it's like, yeah, uh, uh, if if Toronto art, if Toronto artists and Toronto scene are are also helping to shine a light on what's going on on this side. Um, I think it would just only get bigger and stronger. And also, I would like to also see potentially, you know, Anglo artists like from Toronto side collaborating with French artists on our side. Yeah. Right. The same way how you have the same way how you have, you know, New York, New York artists or even Drake, as a matter of fact, you know, uh, doing songs with London artists. Right. I mean, it's all English, but let's just say we break that. There's like artists that just perform English music that are collaborating with artists that do Afro beats that are using a combination of languages too. Right. So there, exactly. there's that precedent. Exactly. Exactly. Already, that's already made. Exactly. So imagine, you know, uh, or, or how about this, how, how we have a lot of Anglo artists worldwide doing, you know, uh, uh, not reggaeton, Spanish, Spanish music with like the J Balvin's of the world. And you know what I mean? Like you're doing that Latin music combined with, with, with Anglo or even, you know, so even that too. So the presence is already there, like you said. Yeah. So imagine, you know, Anglo artists, Canadian artists doing uh, collaborations with French artists would, would, would be, if we had that more frequently, would, would be a bigger spotlight on what's going on here too. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I love to see that. I think I really love the sound that's in montreal and i think that there's such so much compliment and you said something earlier about energy and just like how there are these different energies and different vibes in each city and i think they're so complimentary um you know the, the 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 few who do get a chance to spend time in both cities i think they really benefit creatively from that of course and uh the more the more that that can be fostered intentionally i think the the more we strengthen what's happening in both cities um, and and Drake, Drake already dropped a few French words and a few songs in his <laughs> singles, so you know, it's 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 ripe it's ripe for that conversation for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you're also talking a little bit about um, one of the questions I wanted to get into in terms of what what becomes possible if that connection is strengthened. But just to explicitly put that to you, like what what do you think becomes possible? with a strengthened connection between the music communities of Montreal and Toronto? Uh, labels. I think labels would, 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 would be a, a next step, right? Like not seeing uh, uh, the obstacles and kind of saying, okay, cool, let's put together, you know, a label or something that could push these artists to the next level um, while having both, you know, sides being part of that conversation. 
that's definitely one of the things I see happening once if if the bonds get strengthened besides collaborations and uh, uh, new music I think uh, labels that are that are that are specific to this connection would be a great thing you know where people are looking for talent outside of your comfort zone and again keep bridging the gap between the two and and, and making uh making make make creating a legacy for for future artists to be like okay you know what i could i could sign to an independent label who is catering to you know my sound or 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 whatever it is, whatever else i'm trying to put into the universe i think that's definitely something that would be um a bonus in in that connection yeah and i think that's a really interesting point because there is a lot of like um you know, collectives that are collaborating between cities or individuals that are collaborating between cities, but that's scaling up from the, it being at that individual level to starting to be expressed in the form of businesses or infrastructure, like a, like a label that um, is really like focused on both places. And when we speak about intention, I, I think I think these connections that are happening already, I think they need to be done with intention. It needs to be specified that, hey, listen, I'm from kind of like, you know, how the East Coast, West Coast conversation started happening back in the day. I think it needs to be that powerful. Like you represent Montreal and you're, we cannot hide from our, 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 our identities is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And I think that artists have to like, you know, really big up the fact that they are from a specific city and we're doing collaboration that, that has intent and that's intentional. And we're making it be known that this is a Montreal-Toronto connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, in order for it to grow, because if if I'm if I'm a if I'm a local artist in the city here, and I just want to go to Toronto because you know there's there's a there's more of a scene there, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't really let people know I'm from the city. I'm just trying to get on my, for myself and not for my city. It makes it it makes it a lot like you cannot do it in the cover of darkness. Is what I'm saying. Mm. You know, you really, you really have to be vocal and about it saying, listen, you know, Montreal, Toronto Connect and put those, put that language out there so that more people see that it's happening, not just your, your uh, cheat code. You know what I mean? Like if, if, if you're connected and you can get to go to Toronto and you're using it as a cheat code so you can come back to Montreal and floss about, no, I'm, I'm, I'm working with, you know, this, this producer, or I'm working with, you know, Wonder Girl or whatever. It, it has to be about the cities it just can't be about you and your specific career trying to get out of the city it has to be like listen let's maintain this conversation so that the world knows because because it's all marketing right you have to also market the fact that these relationships are happening mm-hmm. and and that it's something that we want to continue happening for other people not just yourself so it's really really stepping up and and bigging up your city while being able to work in other cities and creating that that connection that's a really interesting point you're making and I was listening to, you know, some Toronto hip hop. Um, one of the songs was, I don't, I don't recall the title of the song, but it was by Socrates. And it was the first song he dropped when he signed to Def Jam. And mm. he's really, really going hard on Toronto, like being from Toronto and, and representing that. And, you know, we know Cardinal for um, really carrying that like T-Dot banner around the world. But there's also some really like Toronto more like underground cuts that he has too. There's there's one song I was hearing recently again that I hadn't heard for a while where he he literally like names at that moment every single artist 
and every single neighborhood in the city that you could you could think of um mm. he just spends most of the song doing that really right and right. Does a little bit of the verses kind of describe some like very toronto things but the interesting thing about it is those those have aged so well like at, right. at the time it was significant but when you when you compare and you look back at artists who maybe tried to hide the fact of being from this place right. and you look at artists that really represented being from this place and celebrated that and were able to translate like what it means to be from this place into music it's like you you compare the two and it's almost embarrassing um when you look at um music where it's kind of hiding where it's from um, I think they had to hide it on purpose. I think the, the, it, it was, yeah, I, I, to, I, don't, I, don't, I don't mean because, to criticize because Ameri it. America, no, no, for sure. But America was the, the, you know, the starting point of all of this, right? New York specifically. And we, we, we needed uh, America, America to embrace us, right? I think that, that's what the fear was. So if you were mm -hmm. too proud to be Canadian, like look at the conversation that happened around, and I don't want to keep bringing up Drake, but I, he's, he's the biggest star from Canada right now. But look at the conversation about around Drake on the on the state side when he first started coming out, yeah, you know, or or, or people uh, denying the fact that you know uh, we had a street culture here or 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 a gang culture in, in our cities, you know what I mean? They 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 regarded us as quote unquote soft because hip hop was obviously built on the 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 keep it real, you know, you have to be a tough guy to be in hip hop, right? So saying you were from Canada was almost like saying that you were from you know. Switzerland or or or, somewhere, or the Netherlands, somewhere that's really like quote unquote peaceful, right? You didn't get that look, so no one would believe no one would believe your storytelling if you're talking about street stuff and you're from Canada. So I think that there was a reason of artists were hiding themselves, but I think a lot more people got comfortable in saying, "I'm not going to deny where I'm from." Yeah, in and, order to and I guess what I'm saying successful. on that is like not to judge someone for doing what they felt they needed to do at the time. But when you when you take the music now, decades later, and you compare, and you look at it, yeah. right? It's like yeah. the the people that were able to really like represent where they were from and and translate the real culture in this place with a confidence in their music. That music aged so well, right? Like it it becomes timeless because it's it's authentic, and I think that it's exciting to to see that continue in both of these cities where you know and and to that point where you're saying you know it's not just like having the collaboration between the cities be something that's like you happen to be from the city i happen to be from that city and we're working together but having that intention and saying you know let's let's actually be explicit about it let's represent that yeah. let's let's speak to it let's market that and and also like what does that sound like when you do that in an authentic way I think it's going to be a unique sound when you when you hear that happening. Yeah, my biggest beef uh, with artists in, in, uh, from Montreal is that <clears throat> as a Montrealer, uh, on the English side, I would say, not the French side, the French side does it really well, but the English side, they don't, they tend not to use our slang, uh, specifically to hip hop, not other forms of music, but they don't use our slang, our local slang. Uh, they don't, they don't reference uh, neighborhoods or streets. Uh, that speak to an average Montrealer. Do you feel that shifting? So whatever, sorry, what? Do you feel that shifting? Um, 
If it's shifting, I haven't heard it yet, personally. Mm-hmm. But again, there's, there's a lot of artists that are making music that, that don't come across my radar. Yeah. But the ones that are that are doing music regularly, and I when I have opportunities to speak with them, it, I, that's the first thing I get on them about. I said, you know what? Um, if, if, for example, uh, not to go down a, a negative road, but um, the, uh, a drug house, right, in the city of, of, of in Montreal, we don't call it a trap, right? The the, the trap is 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 a uh, southern slang for your drug house, right? Here we use different terminology for that, and there's a lot of artists that are not using the words to describe what we would call a quote unquote drug house in street rap, right? So it's kind of like, why would you use a terminology? I'm sorry, I know why they would use a terminology to attract a larger audience, but if you were to speak uh, on things that we can kind of like relate to locally, yeah. I think it would make the brand, the branding of the city a lot stronger. Toronto's been doing it, you know? And, like, and there was a time people... where we turned, right? There was times where we didn't, like we would have some music videos where there's American currency in the video, and then you see <laughs> yes. a turn where we started using Canadian yes, currency. Canadian and, dollars. And, and, and that... I think YouTube did that. Yeah, that was that, yeah, that's a great point. And and that, yeah. what's interesting about I mean this is that's a that's just a principle of art in general right which is that yeah um, the more uh, personal you get the more universal it becomes the more universal you try to exactly. be the more alienating it can actually be um, absolutely and and also you're gonna miss the nuance of what this really means right if you're yeah. if you're trying to imitate what you think is going on stateside mm-hmm. but you haven't really lived it you're gonna miss the the cues that make it authentic. Yeah. So flashing a, a green $20 bill in a Canadian video makes a lot more sense than trying to get American dollars. Now, maybe there's not a, a gang load of uh, fake Canadian money that you can use as props in the video. So American dollars are readily available. You could buy a pack on Amazon. Maybe that was that's what it was at first. But if you're if you're going to use money and you're using real money, like, yes, let's see some Canadian dollars. Let me let me know that you're Canadian. So if I'm if I'm also uh, in London and I'm checking out your video and I see Canadian dollars being thrown, I'm like, OK, what country is that? Oh, is that Canada? OK, you know what I mean? Like, I, I would feel like this guy is saying something for from a specific city. And I, and I feel like, you know, when you hear stories of like, oh, I want to go to Jane and Finch or I want to go to these places, you have Americans saying that because they've heard Western Road or they heard a song that they're like, I need to go see where this place is. Yeah. When you write a song like Western Road, you know, you're not speaking to the world. You're speaking to your people. Yeah, I've, I've been those, in the U.S. with people asking me about like Kennedy Road and Weston right. Road and, um, you know, some some of these places. Scarborough Town, I've had people ask me about Scarborough Town Center. Um, right. And that that is really interesting because, you know, that there's a shift like there is there was definitely times where you go to other places in the world and and people had really no no awareness of the city at all like the, the questions you would get are like, zero igloos do, do you actually live in igloos and absolutely like i've had that question a million times and and when you and you know who did that really well i would say in the 90s who made you have to come to their level to understand i think it was wu-tang yeah yeah when wu-tang came when wu-tang came out and they were talking about you know uh their neighborhood and calling calling it shaolin and all these different places and their slang they didn't they didn't they didn't kind of like break it down to you, you know, no. they didn't, they, they, they kind of just rapped about what they knew. And we as Canadians have to figure it out, yeah. you know, what, yeah. what does a dart mean? Absolutely. You know, what is that? And, and I think that's, that's the approach that has been lacking for a very long time on our side. Well, like how that, about and they did we... that combination of like between the 5% stuff and also yes. the, um, 
the the terminology of like their neighborhood and the whole breakdown even like the way they would describe the different boroughs and like exactly. all of those things were were things you had to really do do your homework on your own and, research exactly i and mean i think most yourself, Wu-Tang fans still don't know half of like what raekwon is referring to <laughs> yeah maybe not but at least at least there was no compromise on their end exactly and I think that's... you love those artists like raekwon everyone like uh, people who love raekwon, Mob deep you know? yeah like done language, mobby, all these guys, they create they they the, the slang that was used, uh like how about this, right? Uh again, um just to put a point on something, it's 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 a negative, but uh the word the word thought, right? That was a Chicago slang, you know, and then New Yorkers started using it, you know, oh that's a thought, that's a thought, a thought, thought, thought. And you're kinda like, wait a minute, what's a thought? Like, so if you're an if you're a fan of the music, you have to now figure out what does that mean? And then you start using it in your everyday language. But you don't know why they use that word, and you're just using it because it's popular today. But at the end of the day, what are the words, what's the sign that we use locally here that we should put in the music to just stamp our existence? Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, language and, does and, contain so much of our experience, right? So ex- um, exactly. when you can pr- represent that localized language in, in music and that travels around the world, then you can travel your experience around the world. Like yeah, I want I want to hear somebody mention you know a beef patty in 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 music you know like talk about things that you know getting your cocoa bread whatever it is that we do yeah. in our Canadian cities that that can speak to a culture that's local you know but no everyone's trying to one up themselves by how American can I be sometimes and I think there was there's been a shift and I embraced the shift and like you said you know Canadian dollars are, are being seen in the music videos uh, streets. Have, uh, like street names and neighborhoods are being are being highlighted you know back in the day the videos were kind of like trying to avoid any landmarks beside the cn tower right uh to let the audience know that you're from you know this part of town you know and when i hear american artists mention toronto like for example sir in one of his songs he's like you know just landed in, just landed in toronto you know there's a sense of pride as a canadian even though I'm from montreal there's a sense of pride like oh wow you're going you're acknowledging that you're going to a Canadian city, you yeah. know, it's not cool. Usually it's, I'm going to LA, I'm going to New York. When you say I'm going to Toronto, I'm just waiting for people to say, hey, I'm going to Montreal. You know, that's yeah. what I want to hear. I, I want to hear people saying, you know, I'm not going to Paris, I'm going to Montreal, you know, it's yeah. closer, it's cheaper, whatever it is. I want to hear that type of like language because my American friends, when I speak to them, they're like, oh my God, you know, Montreal is so beautiful. It's like, it's like, if you don't want to, it's like a cheaper version of Paris if you just want to get away to a French city and. They love it here, but no one's talking about it like on the mainstream. You know, no one's no one's no one's speaking about what we have going on here, and 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 we have a lot to offer, and a lot a lot of talent, you know, comes from Montreal. Absolutely, you know, a, a I, lot. Absolutely, and I think that I th- I personally think you know the music um, that I've been hearing, I'm, I'm I'm seeing a lot more. Like I really love the music that's coming out of Montreal. I'm super excited about it because I think there there is a generation now that's really like owning. They get it. it. The new generation gets it. it. Of and, course, and of course. on the map, and I mean, shout out to um, all the Montrealers and the NBA. It was uh, recently. We had three, three. Yeah, we had three of them on the court the other day. Yeah, I, I starters first time. That was, that yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, that's pretty amazing. I also yeah. think it's pretty dope that um, possibly the best Canadian player to ever play for the Raptors is from Montreal. So, um, yeah, you know, it's shout out Boucher. And, um, and, and if you, yeah, if you want to speak about, and if you want to speak about like the visual part of it, we have we have Willow. Uh, Willow Perron, who is you know the 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 set the, the stage designer 
for Beyonce, Jay-Z, he did all of the rollout for Jay-Z's 444. He does set design for Rihanna and everyone else. He lives in LA now, but he's a Montrealer, right? Creating these ex these incredible exper visual experiences for concert goers, but he's a local guy, mm -hmm. right? And does he get does he get the props? Of course he gets the props in the industry, right? And he's a go-to guy, but what I'm saying is we have so much we export so much talent and bring so much to the table in everyday life. But there's a there's there's a there's a there's just missing like you said that platform where people that really like big it up and like speak about it daily and constantly push it and and also Montreal's probably don't even know they go see a Jay Z concert or they go see you know a Rihanna concert or Beyonce concert and they don't even know that the stage design was done by a Montrealer yeah in the city of Montreal you know what I mean so it's important for sure yeah I th and I think the 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 um, creative industries beyond music as well in, in Montreal have a, yeah. a really really high level of um execution of taste and execution yeah, yeah, yeah sure um yeah. there's a few questions i want to run through if we can go sure. through them where it's like pretty um like po point form like to, to to the point on them um yeah the one of the questions i have for you is about you know we've talked a lot about the possibilities and the connections what do you think is getting in the way of the connection between montreal and toronto what's the barrier I think language would be the main barrier. I think language. Uh, once, once, once we get uh, the language barrier out of the way, I think the connections can be uh, a lot more fruitful. Mm -hmm. I know. Um, what's been interesting is some, there's a lot of people I've spoken to that, you know, have assumed that you know someone, someone from. Uh, Montreal doesn't want you to necessarily just reach out in English and that just being such a misperception as well. It's like, you know. Oh, for sure. It is. Absolutely. And, and also, and also, um, um, the, 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 the comfort level too, right? Like the, 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 the French mindset is a small town mindset sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, and, and it, and it may prevent you from wanting to, um, see the big city, so to speak, right? So you just kind of want to, or you feel the insecurity of of trying to, to, to reach out to the Anglo side or the or the Toronto side to get things done. I think that's also mm -hmm. uh, a barrier as well. But once we get over that hump, and and a, a lot more people uh, start collaborating openly and, and and being forceful about it, I think mm -hmm. yeah, that would that would that would alleviate some of the 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 obstacles in the way of of fruitful and uh, meaningful partnerships. Yeah, and I don't think we've discussed this a lot in terms of like the mental barrier. But I'm glad you named that, you know, because I think those those are definitely real mental barriers that are also like just when you step past them, it's like you realize that uh, it's they're not they're not these fortified walls that they might feel like in your mind. They're really like you know maybe fences with gates that are not even locked. Just walk right through. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, for somebody who's from Toronto, who wants to get connected to Montreal, uh, get a little bit more awareness of what's going on there, or you know, take things in, what are some platforms or some artists or spaces or people that you would 
name as kind of a starting point. I know we've talked about a space gree. I think that's uh, an you know amazing touch point. You know, obviously following yourself and and just following any artists that are uh, connecting to those spaces. But beyond that, platforms, people, spaces that you would advise people to check. Um, there's there's a few man. There's like yeah, Espace Gris, our studio is one of them. I would say. Uh, Oshiega, you know, we have one of the biggest, you know, outdoor music festivals uh, that's, that's that's been happening for for many many years. Uh, that's always a place where people, artists, connect. Um, so Oshiega is definitely a place that happens like usually it's, uh, July August. So it's our, it's almost our version of Coachella, right? <clears throat> and I think I think that's a that's a great starting point to just uh, experience the city and experience the people in the city. Uh, yes, we have a lot of out of towners that come in, but uh, locally, there's a lot of people that are from the city that are there. A lot of local artists that are there as well want to be seen. Uh, there's like Art Gang, uh, Never Apart Gallery as well. There's different places where you know uh, we just have you know our culture unlock, or we have like our own thing going on, and, and that's a, those are places that people can start. Um, um, what else I would say? Uh, we have we have also uh, that festival. Um, it's a pop Montreal. Uh, there's pop Montreal as well. That's another. That's another festival. But the 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 art festival. Uh, oh my god, I have memory blank right now. Uh, but we have the we have the. It's like the graffiti slash art festival happens in the city every year. Um, I read in the notes, but I, okay, it'll come back to me. Yeah, you have to but, dig, uh, yeah, have to dig we, that up. Yeah, but we have we have a lot we have a lot we have a lot of things going on, and and you know we have a lot of like you know hometown heroes, you know K Trinata. You know, as a Montrealer, and, and we have people that, that that have, you know, their pulse on the culture who have made international waves. We have a few, you know, and and I, I think I think the first step is coming to the city, mm-hmm. you know, coming to the city. Uh, again, we're talking uh, post-COVID, but pre-COVID, you know, would have would have been, you know, going to like the local, you know club sodas different place to see like live performances and just get get in get involved in the scene you know there's there's a lot of there's a, there's a huge dj scene out here there's a dance scene out here as well you know crumpers and stuff like that there's so many different platforms that are just pushing you know our flavor of of, of music and and uh and style and all of that and art so it's just the first thing is to come to the city for sure i, I think i think to, uh toronto uh peeps need to like leave and come here and, and spend like a month just getting connected with, with 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 people and producers and different people that's the first step coming to the city yeah and I, i've heard i've heard that point made in terms of how, just how important it is to to spend time in in the, that, both cities like if you're from montreal yeah. spend some time in toronto of course and vice versa yeah. if you're from toronto spend some time in montreal and i think one of the really interesting things would be is like you know, as, as cities open up more, um, infrastructure that allows that to happen, you know, cause it's, it's, it's a challenge, right. To, to get out there and have the time and space. But if, if there are ways where, you know, we can even like have some kind of residencies between the cities. It's, that's all it's like, about. It, it's a, it's about naming it. It's all, yeah. it's as easy as naming it. If we, if we, if we say, you know, we're creating an incubator, uh, the, and the, and the, the YYZ YUL incubator uh, for artists and industry folks to to connect. Yeah. People would come to it. Yeah. Because, like I said, the fact that you guys play or not playing the role 
as big brother in this industry, uh, Montrealers would be super eager to meet people from, because like I said, Montreal, we have that small town mentality, even though we're not a small town, right? We have that mentality. So it's kind of like, oh, people from Toronto are going to be here? Yes, let's connect. It will be automatic because we're longing for an escape. Right. And perception is power. So we perceive Toronto to be what it is because of the Drakes, the Beavers, and, and the, the Weekend, and, and, and Lanes, and everyone else. So we would automatically uh, be ready to make that connection. You know what I mean? Well, for sure. It's interesting, though, because I know in, in the industry um, context and just, you know, leading towards the United States and being able to access that market, Toronto does play that, you know, quote, kind of big brother role. But I think, you know, when it comes to um, a province that really supports its own, um, being able to create local industry infrastructure that allows you to have like a viable career in music, the gateway to Europe, the um, relationship between like, you know, really successful fashion brands and music. I think Montreal yeah. is that big brother, big sister, uh, you know, big sibling to Toronto or can be in a lot of ways as well. And that's what I love about the possibilities between the two cities is that uh, there's there's so much more that can be gained in this yeah, kind of we have, we're, we're, way. we're both giants. Yeah, we're both giants, to be honest. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like you said, fashion, like we have essence. You know, producers, you know, we have we have we have Catronada, we have Dirtworks that just got a Grammy. Yeah. Uh, you know, we ha we have we have a lot going on in Toronto does too, but we, we complement each other more ways than people actually know. You know? So Absolutely. imagine as an artist from Toronto, you know, wanting to come here and get beats by Catra and get, you know, style or, or fashion, you know, um, uh, uh, visibility through essence, you know what I mean? Then get booked at a, at a festival, you know, Oshiaga, which gives, you know what I mean? There's so much connection that can happen that can make uh, this like a fruitful partnership between the two cities for sure. Yeah. So I, I think, I think the, 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 the only thing is to do is just to name it. The, yeah. the, the minute you give it a name and, 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 and create it, people would flow, especially on our side, I believe. Yeah. I, and I, you know what, though, speaking from my vantage point in Toronto, I think that there's a, such a desire to to connect to the city and the type, especially if people got those opportunities like residency and getting to spend time in Montreal. Because there are there's lots of artists from the city that have done that um, in music and visual arts informally, like they kind of done it on their own. Like, you know what, I'm going to go and I'm going to have this like period where I'm just focusing on creating and I'm. And, and I'm going to spend time in Montreal doing that. And I think giving yeah. more people that opportunity would be phenomenal. But I have a, I have a couple uh, last questions. Um, sure. What What is the, the one biggest way that you would benefit in the work you do if Montreal and Toronto would be were more connected? How I would benefit? Yeah. How How would you benefit in the work you do? Um, it, it, it would just allow me to grow my portfolio and, and to get a new audience uh, uh, just to see my work and to see how I could create with artists uh, from a different city. Yeah. Right. And, and, and it, would, it, would, it would also inspire, uh, which is the important part for me, it would inspire uh, some of the local up and coming photographers here that the connection is possible. Right. Like if, if there's if 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 you if I get you know, uh, artists who are looked up to from uh, our locals here to be in front of my lens, I think it would create 
a shift in the in the, in the city that oh it's possible you know mm-hmm. I too could 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 be around people that they admire or look up to you know what I mean yeah. and I think it would it would definitely it would definitely create a, a hope in the city because I think what the city what what we need in the city uh, is is hope hope to, something to aspire to well related you know? to that hope. <laughs> Um, what is the one thing you think you could contribute um, um, to strengthening the connection between these two cities? What's that action you could take or that step, that contribution you could make that would make a difference? Um, I think it's, I think it's like having conversations like these and, 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 and being a proponent of, uh, or, or a spokesperson to this exact thing, this, this, this idea, you know, my contribution would be to, to inform the people that, there is a strong connection and we are trying to build it. We are trying to create it. Yeah. That is, that is, that's the only way uh, people would feel comfortable in, in, in they themselves volunteering your time and energy to push this, this narrative and, and seeing how it both, how it benefits us both. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, since the, since the flashlight or the spotlight is on Toronto, most of the time, uh, we would only benefit from the the kickback of whatever love, light, and press goes to Toronto. If we're if we're a second, uh, we're, we're, we'll get like a like a like a like a contact or or secondhand contact from the spotlight <laughs> that Toronto's getting. You know what I, I mean? Yeah. So, and, and, but and, what I think it also does too is like um, it it adds to the interest in Toronto because when people start seeing like what's coming out of Montreal and that interest and like, wow, there's, there's actually, it's not just like a one trick pony that in this country that it's just like one city. No, it's like, wow, like this is another amazing hub of creativity in Montreal. And what else is there in this? Like, if this is what Toronto is doing and this is what Montreal is doing, like what else is going on out there? Like, let me explore that. Um, So I think that's, that's a great point. And it solves a problem of that Toronto's probably having right now is that whenever someone has success with a certain sound, uh, people tend to try to copy it and try to mimic it. So uh, bridging that gap would give uh, the people that are in- interested in, in this sound a broader, a broader look at what the possibilities are yeah. because we won't be doing exactly what Toronto's doing. So we're going to have like, you know, an extra sauce, or extra flavor that mm-hmm. you're not going to, you're not going to find because what happens often, like when it comes to like um, music execs or whatnot, they're like, I'm looking for the next Eminem, which means I need a rapper that's white that can rap really fast. Right. So you're limiting your, 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 you're limiting your possible, your potential because you're looking for the next Eminem mm-hmm. when you should not be looking for the next Eminem. You should be looking for, you know, something new and unique. So yeah, we, we can help solve that problem as well because a lot of artists are going to come across in the next you know five years are going to be people who are going to try to chase the successes that have, that already happened. Yeah, right. Well, I, so, I I really do feel like in the next few years we're also going to see some uh, artists come out of Montreal that really change change the oh whole landscape. A- absolutely. Um, oh, absolutely. Our absolutely. final question to you is based actually on this conversation so you're somebody who thinks a lot about the relationship between montreal and toronto as i shared earlier um just some of the conversations we've had uh were a factor a major factor in us even wanting to do this series of conversations because you know it's i I look at your work and think 
of how many people in, in my city of Toronto would, if they knew your work, would would love it. And they just feel like if there's one photographer from Montreal, you should know, you should know Nazca. Um, right. And so that said, having this conversation now, is it shifting at all how you're thinking about the, the relationship between Montreal and Toronto? Does it add a little energy to it? Um, are you are you approaching oh, absolutely. that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think I think since we've been talking about this for, for a minute now, uh, before COVID, I think uh, before the pandemic hit, I think um, my mind was already set on trying to do more uh, between the two cities and again, grow that connection or or, or, or or remove the obstacles from that bridge so that we can we can have like a, a, a steady flow of just a pipeline man from the two cities just kind of like hey you know you've done your time here cool now it's time for you to go over to Toronto and meet with these people connect with these people and just bring that energy back and vice versa and also you know uh, refer other people I think I think I think uh, that's the way and my, my, my thinking that's this conversation has re-energized that for sure and I think for the years to come especially the summer coming up I think it's 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 even more a possibility now because we're we're all we've all spent the time in the last year getting to know ourselves getting to know what 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 the priorities are within ourselves and what what's important to us and I think it's only going to get stronger going forward I really I really 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 do believe that and uh, there's been a there's been a gap. Obviously, there's been uh, uh, like almost like a depression as far as like creating and, and artists putting out music and all. Like there's a lot going on in the world outside from you know what we're talking about right now. And and I feel like once the city started opening back up and and uh, the borders are back open, I'm talking about the Canadian you know the, the sorry the, the the Ontario Quebec border that we right. can actually travel freely and all of that opens back up. I think there's going to be a rush to uh, find the best creators possible and create magic and create alliances that we didn't know we needed until it actually comes to fruition. Yeah, I feel that 100%. That's powerful. Thank you so much for taking the time for this conversation. Thank you for um, always being so proactive about connecting between the cities and for always being so welcoming to anyone who is coming from Toronto to Montreal so appreciate you for that and I appreciate you for the ideas you've shared here thank you thank you for having me it was uh, it was great talking to you and I hope to uh, see all this come to light uh, in a tangible way soon for all artists of, of, of both cities to just connect uh, and, 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 and and show the world that we have our own thing in Canada and it's a market that people can definitely profit off of you know a lot more than they know yeah for sure Thank you for listening to this conversation and connecting with what we do through Convene. Gratitude to the team behind this series on the music ecosystem between Montreal and Toronto, Nabil Shash, Alicia Roberts, Martine Anon, and Sebastian Miller. For more resources on this conversation, go to watervision.com, watrvision.com. This project is funded by Factor, the Government of Canada, and Canada's private radio broadcasters.